Hey, everybody, it's Ryan Ripley. Wanted to get a new offering in front of you as soon as possible, evidence-based leadership. And so, as you all know, Todd Miller, myself, and Will Seeley, we're big on evidence-based management. We want to apply it to the leadership space. We all know that modern managers face complex challenges every day. You're juggling a lot of needs, your direct reports, your stakeholders, your customers, they all need constant attention. What we want to do is help you manage that. We want you to use information and data to make good decisions around all of these areas so that we're delivering the right thing at the right time for the right customer. And we know that we're doing that because we're using data and evidence to validate all the things that we're doing. And not only that, we're not just looking at value, but we're looking at our capabilities as an organization. Can we deliver on time? Can we innovate effectively? Do we have too much tech debt? Do we have too many things in process? Are we unable to deliver when the market demands that we do? We look at all of these things with evidence-based management. We merge that into a leadership uh, mindset and lens, and we enable you to make new and better decisions repeatedly based off of the data that you're collecting within your organization. It's exciting stuff. We hope you can join us. Visit agileforhumans.com forward slash EBL course. Join us in one of these offerings. We think you're going to love it. Hope you can join us. Use Agile for Humans, the number four to take another 15% off of this course. And uh, we can't wait to see you there. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hey. hey. I was just like looking at my one computer screen and then I was just like, oh, we're like, <laughs> your daily yeah, scrum. It's, it's your daily scrum, man. We got to bring uh, some knowledge to the people today, Todd. We, uh, we got some good questions from our, our our viewers. So we have an awesome community here on YouTube. They leave a lot of questions uh, in the comments. They chat with each other as well. You know what they also do, Todd, which is why they're so awesome. They like and subscribe. Yeah. Right. 40% of the people watching right now, not subscribed. What are you thinking? Hit that subscribe button. Actually, Todd, if those 40% would subscribe, we'd have merch. Yeah, it's pretty true. crazy, we right? We'd yeah, have we're merch. waiting on a, a, a lot of people have commented asking for merch, like some of these. Well, that and we got got a whole bunch of stickers right but yeah can't do that without having 10,000 like and subscribe subs. leave your questions check out our book fixing your scrum practical solutions to common scrum problems available at all fine book places mm -hmm. all right today's question how does a scrum master manage office debt so todd if you would i know you love definitions yeah Mm -hmm. Office debt. Let's how, let's 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 define that. I don't know if a lot of people use that term, office debt. I I, I got. I'm not gonna lie. I think I might have invented it because <laughs> I think we should write a book called "Managing Your Office." Debt. Yeah, I think I might have invented this term. Um, and so here's we talk about technical debt so much, right? We these these things in our product that are that are wreaking havoc, causing us to slow down those things. Well, I think the same might be true with office debt. So we've um, we've adopted Scrum but we still have a status meeting, right? Office debt. We have adopted Scrum, but we still have X, Y, our calendar is full with this. We've adopted Scrum, 
Um, but I still come in every day and I manually update this data, right? Uh, we've adopted Scrum and that, that's maybe not even, it, it, regardless, this doesn't may not even um, be because you've adopted Scrum. Really office debt is just stuff that we're dealing with, that we're coping with that's unnecessary, but we're choosing not to deal with. So, some way of automating things, right? Uh, some way of maybe removing something from your calendar that you don't ever attend or isn't worthwhile attending anymore. Um, you know, these things that can just hold us back, right? And, and, and maybe we're just not conscious of them uh, or, or cognizant, right? Um, what, do you, what do you think of that? I think uh, bringing transparency to the situation is critical, right? And I think that's what a Scrum Master does. I'm a big fan of, I, of clearing calendars. I think the calendar is one of the biggest pieces of office debt, Todd. All the meetings. 100%. All the meetings. I mean, first of all, when I when I think about my corporate calendar back when I was an employee at, at primarily Fortune 500 companies. So I spent a lot of my executive programmer, PM, scrum master. All My whole career was pretty much until the end. Um, I guess my career is not over. But the end of, of working for companies directly was startups. But most of it was huge companies. Half the meetings on my calendar should have been emails. Mm -hmm. um, the other meetings typically didn't have direct outcome. I mean, it was a lot of busyness mm -hmm. and, and I think office debt is really a lot of busyness. How do I stay yeah. busy for eight hours and clock out and go home? And I know most people aren't looking at it like that, but a lot of it is busyness. I think a scrum master can help teams realize, Hey, you know, these scrum events, they're supposed to replace every meeting on your calendar or almost every meeting on your calendar. Let's get that done so that that office debt's cleared. So you actually have time to work. And I think that's what managing office debt is really about. It's making space for teams, creating environments where they can work and thrive and do great things, have time to focus and think it's knowledge work. It's not, you know, factory work. So it's, it's in this complex domain, more is unknown than known. We need time to think and managing that office debt frees people up and gives them time to think and actually gives them time to work. And, and I, I, I think I, I always think of the calendar um, yeah, I, I got another good example. Yeah. I got another good example. Your inbox. Oh, yeah. It gives me great anxiety when someone's like, hey, look at this picture on my phone. And I see like 3,000 unread inbox, like emails. So, I, you know, um, your inbox is office debt. So for me, I think that something, you know, I learned something very early on in my career from a, from a, from a really good uh, boss. And he, he was like, okay, managing your inbox, right? Yeah. He's like, when you're when you get an email, uh, either do something with it or delete it right away. Um, also, dedicate time where that yeah, where where, um, where you're where you're going to look at your inbox. Otherwise, leave it closed. Leave it closed, and then open it and say, "This hours from my inbox," and either do something with it or delete it. We have so many CCs, right? Like most of the time, if you're CC, if you CC me on an email, it gets deleted. Yep. Right. It, it, honestly, I, I don't need reference. I trust the people that I work with. I don't need to be copied on anything. Um, most of the time it gets deleted. So inbox is another example of office debt. Todd, I was looking at my inbox, 132,803. <laughs> wouldn't it, that would just make you fall over, wouldn't it? Zero notifications, zero notifications. In fact, in my inbox right now, I think my address for human inbox, I think I only have like five messages. Right. Yeah. And most of them are reminders of a to-do that I have on my personal to-do list anyway. Yep. So. But I think these are great tips and tricks that a Scrum Master can bring forward to help uh, people on Scrum teams um, become effective 
rather than just efficient. Um, it can reduce reduce the busyness, get the real value flow going, and uh, these things help. So Scrum Masters, keep an eye on this stuff. Emails, meetings, all of this office debt, the stuff that keeps us busy but doesn't deliver real value, and uh, see if you can help your teams kind of manage this out of, out of their life cycle, out of their practice, and uh, get teams back to work. Yeah, do it. All right. End screen time. Check out the socials, like, and subscribe. We promise not to spam you with too much email. We don't want to stress you out. Uh, check out the videos below. We think those are helpful to you as well. Check out all of our other shows. We do Fixing Your Agile Metrics, Fixing Your Kanban, Fixing Your Scrum. Got all sorts of shows out there for you to check out. Fixing Your Agile Coaching has been really popular, popular lately. We've got some great Agile coaches, Esther Derby, Melissa Boggs, uh, Stephanie Ackerman, some more to come. We've got some more that are getting recorded the next few weeks. So check those out, but hit that bell and make sure you subscribe so you know when they drop. All right. I'm Ryan Ripley with Todd Miller. Why don't you go forward, do some good scrum things, clear the calendars, help your teams out, and we'll see you tomorrow. Cheers. Hey, it's Ryan. If you're enjoying this show and want to take a deeper dive into Scrum with me and Todd, check out agileforhumans.com forward slash training. Be sure to also look at the show notes to subscribe to our newsletter, get a copy of our book, Fixing Your Scrum, and learn more about working with us at Agile for Humans. Thanks for listening and Scrum on.